Chiefs start their Super Bowl repeat run right now in week one against the Tigers. We're going to tell you what has to happen in our preview show today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's Locked On Chiefs, your team every day for free on every platform, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple. You can get it all. Like, sub, and hit the bell here on YouTube because we are here for you five days a week. And this is a special Red Wednesday edition as we're going live Wednesday afternoon to get ready for tomorrow night's game. We're very, very excited for it. Look for the crossover tomorrow so you can get some information on those Detroit uh, Lions. Almost said Tigers there. Lions, Tigers, and Bears on my. But today we have updates. What's going on with Travis Kelsey? Where is Chris Jones? Is anything making any sense? What are the keys to this game? What are the goals they have to accomplish to get a win? What do we think is actually going to come down? I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, where you can see the latest from uh, the college scene as well as RGR football. I appreciate you. He's Chris Clark, the owner and operator of Chiefs Corner, where you can get more information on these Kansas City Chiefs from a whole different perspective. We appreciate you checking us out every day, and you everydayers, you are our crowd. You locos are the kind of folks we like to see, and we very much appreciate you. We're going to talk about what the predictions are. Where do we think this is going to come out? What are the goals that they have to accomplish? But first, we have to start with the keys to this game and uh, getting back on another championship run. And obviously, there are two keys very much important to this particular ballgame, but to this season even more so. And one is is got to start with the health of Travis Kelsey. We understand that the uh, ACL is intact, but he's got a hyperextension. His brother confirmed the bone bruise that I, I told you was most likely yesterday. Uh, it is right now about pain tolerance and stability of that joint. Are you concerned right now? The injury report is very specific about Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I am a little concerned. I personally would probably just hold him out this game. Uh, I know it really stinks for game plan and what they had it, it planned for this game because uh, I'm sure he was highly involved in the game plan for the Detroit Lions. But in my opinion, if he has any chance of making this injury worse, you said him in – you don't look back. If you lose this game, it doesn't start the season off right, but you're going against – there's two things that are working for you. You're going against an NFC opponent, which is huge. So it's not going to count against you when it really comes to seeding. So I, I think that that's something to also take into consideration. I don't know. I personally would sit him, uh, but I, I'm not going to be shocked if he's out there playing. I have to agree. He's listed here as questionable. On today's injury report, the game before the ball game, he's the only guy not listed as a full participant. That includes Richie James, Legereus Need, Kadarius Tony, Turk Wharton, who we talked about ad nauseum yesterday and, and what that role is going to be. Nick Allegretti, Nick Jones, and B.J. Thompson, all full goes today. Travis the only guy not practicing. Uh, I think that I agree with you. I would probably hold him out. I would probably take it easy on him, but – he is Travis Kelsey, and you never know if he's going to sit still for that. So what are the risks? A, the risk is that you re-injure and that some of those ligaments, while they may be intact, may have been stretched, that may lead to instability in the joint, and that's further injury risk. And so that's why I agree. I really don't think that that can happen. But he's at least around the facility. He's definitely going to be on the sidelines. I don't know that we can say that about a Chris Jones. What do you think? I can't imagine so. He – Made it to the Ronald McDonald House, and I'll give him credit for that. Great job doing your your duty to your somebody that pays you money for your sponsorship and and whatnot. And I don't know if it's Chiefs related. I don't think it is because he has a 
uh, commercial with McDonald's, but good job for him doing that. Uh, I applaud him for that. Speaking probably wasn't the best thing for him to do, and his agents standing there watching <laughs> him speak probably wasn't a good thing either. Uh, but yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Uh, where it stands now, despite making appearance, despite being in town with both of his agents, um, the concept is that Chris Jones believes he's just simply asking for a raise like you do and just doesn't going to bother to show up to work until then. And I know uh, that the fan base is going to freak out about that because it's not your everyday job. You don't just get to skip work. Well, you still have one. It goes further than that to me because he's saying he's he asked the question of how he's letting his teammates down. I'm sorry. At this point, you're letting your teammates down. There's no way you can play a full game week one. And whether or not he's able to play is his choice. It's not Travis Kelsey's choice. It shouldn't be Travis Kelsey's choice. There's a big difference there. He could easily make this game a lot easier for Kansas City to win if he was playing. Uh, and we can talk a lot more about that. And quite honestly, I, it, while it shouldn't matter, uh, the team signing him to a, an extension may have just gotten harder. Yeah, it certainly does. With the Joey Bosa, Joey Bosa, the Nick Bosa news, um, I don't even want to, I, I can't bring myself to say those numbers. You're going to have to do that here in a second. But certainly another very, very elite defensive lineman, not the same position, let's be real. He is an edge rusher. He is not a defensive tackle. And they're going to be talk about crossover and what really means what and where, but they are different players. Well, what were the numbers on Bosa? And what do you think that does to the, the contract demands for Chris Jones? It shouldn't change Chris Jones' demands at all, uh, but I can't guarantee that the, his agents are going to see the new Bosa numbers and go, well, maybe we should be asking for more, and maybe there's going to be an even bigger chasm between the Chiefs and Jones. Five years, $170 million, $122.5 million guaranteed. Uh, we don't have the real numbers on that yet, uh, so I do want to caution and say that it's, that's subject to come out to reality if it's really this uh, in the next couple of hours, but... I, my guess is $34 million a year is, is pretty hefty. Uh, I, I'll i be honest. I would have considered paying a, a defensive end $30, $31 million. I don't think I really care for 34 but he's a great defensive end, and Kansas City hasn't had a great pass rusher at defensive end for a very long time. It is a completely different position than what Jones plays. Yes, Jones can take snaps at defensive end, but he has shown that he can't play that position full time. Uh, and, and so I think that that is a big difference. I, I agree with you. What it leads to is another incredulity, I think, between the two sides about expectations. And so I firmly believe that this is a, this is an ongoing process. I don't expect Chris Jones to be in the stadium tomorrow night. I don't think he's going to be on the sidelines. Like I do expect Travis Kelsey. But both of them, their presence does have a weight that I think can be felt as the teams get close to taking the field, and certainly as they try to go beat another professional roster, uh, you can you can have your complaints about what the Lions offer in resistance. We're going to talk about that coming up here very, very shortly, but there are ways that you can take advantage of these matchups, uh, whether you're Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones and you're around or not. I have to say, if I was going to choose one, I'm going to go with prize picks because prize picks is really, really simple for me to get all my money out there and bet in a way that helps me win up to 25 times what I put on the line just by picking two players or more. It does make life a lot easier. It's really simple to play. I can make all my picks and submit them in like 30 seconds, 60 seconds. Easy, 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 and quick. Quick withdrawals come with that as well. You get easy game plan, an enormous selection of players. Uh, they can take your stat types 
our whatever you want to get done with daily fantasy sports app it is the number one price picks is a lot of fun right now i'm going to take patrick mahomes for over 320 yards that's one of mine i'm also going to take isaiah pacheco for 80 plus yards in this particular ball game because i think both things have to happen we're going to talk about that coming up but if you like that you can get your money in the action right now all you got to do is go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use that code locked on nfl for your first deposit they'll match it up to a hundred dollars all you got to do is prizepicks.com slash locked on and then you get to enter a code that is also locked on nfl and then that first deposit can be doubled for you super simple up to a hundred dollars i really think that you guys are going to dig it daily fantasy sports made easy with prize picks what isn't easy is managing a ball game where you're missing a couple of star players. So you got to have some goals. And I think this is very much uh, the theme of this first ball game in week one on Thursday night football is going to be about adaptation. Uh, we knew about Chris Jones coming in. We'll touch on the defensive side in a minute. But this last second injury to Travis Kelsey leaves you, I think, very specifically with a couple of things that you have to do in order to make up for that vacancy. Number one for me is getting a sizable player with a physicality to him that can attack the linebacker level of the Detroit Lions. Maybe that's Justin Watson. Maybe that's Noah Gray. Maybe it's a combination of both. But I think that's job number one. Where are you? Chris's mic is coming on here immediately. I, I can't disagree with that. I think it's, it, it's a good idea to attack the Lions uh, linebacker level. I think that's uh, it's going to be something that Kansas City is going to have to do, and they're going to have to do it with multiple different players. Maybe it's going to be a big body guy. Maybe it's going to be a guy like Sky Moore running different routes across the middle of the field. Uh, he has a proclivity for being able to run some of those routes uh, that would put him in that position and, and take advantage of his size uh, in the slot. I, I do think that there's a lot of different ways Kansas City can attack on offense uh, against this Denver, uh, Sorry, against this Detroit defense. Uh, the reality to me, though, is – and I'm not the one that would normally say this. The reality to me, though, is, is that you have to be able to establish the run a little bit in this game. And I say it because you're without your best, probably without your best pass catcher. So take something that you can probably do. And, you know, I'm not saying they have to run the ball, you know, 50% of the time, 60, 70% of the time. But run the ball 30, 35%, 40% of the time. Establish the run on some downs doesn't have to be on, on every single drive you establish a run, but establish it so it's there because that's also going to slow down the pass rush a little bit. I, I have to agree with you. And they're going to need a little bit of help. I, I'm focused on attacking the linebacker level. We talked about some of the young players they're going to play in this game for the Lions uh, earlier in the week. When we take a look at their actual starters, Derek Barnes, Alex Anzalone, I, I think you can attack both of them. Uh, particularly with the quick routes, uh, the drags that get behind them. I do think that's an option as well, specifically for Sky Moore. Uh, but I like the body-up mentality for maybe Justin Watson going in there. Uh, maybe you see Noah Gray, who we've seen make some, some pretty crafty moves uh, at the end of last season. I think his route running is coming on. And if you get to the point where you see the rookie in Jack Campbell or Malcolm Rodriguez, uh, I, I think you have that much more of an advantage. So for me, it's very much about funneling passes and initial looks into the middle between the hashes here to try to get the ball in the hands of the playmakers and let them do their thing with their athleticism. Well, if they are able to do that, I think they're going to have a very good chance in this game. And, you know, the big key again to me is slow down the pass rush, slow down 
uh, in Hutchinson slow down there. The Detroit defensive line, I think that that's going to be important. And I do think that Kansas City's pass blocking is going to be very good this year. But you're in a situation where you know that they're going to have to give Mahomes a lot of time just because he's dealing with receivers that he's getting into a group with. And at this point, you know, they have a lot of questions against all of the wide receivers. Kadarius Tony is going to play in this game. Uh, and Legere Sneed, too. We didn't mention that earlier. I just want to mention it real quick. Uh, so that gives you, you know, another pass catcher that will help you. But we've talked about it. Tony's probably going to be limited. MVS was struggling last year at times with having chemistry with Mahomes. It looked better in the preseason, so we'll hope that that's going to be a, a thing this year. But Sky Moore looks to be taking a big step forward. Justin Watson has always been somebody that can help. Uh, Richie James is another guy that we'll see how they use him. But I'm really curious what they're going to do with the with the rookie wide receiver, Richie Rice. And he's not really a rookie, but Justin Ross as well. I mean, what are they going to do? How are they going to use them? I think Ross is more of a red zone target type receiver at this point, but it's not going to shock me if they put him in there on, you know, a second and short or a third and short and have him do some of the different routes that he's been doing so well in camp. Well, I do feel like they have, they have a decent matchup with Cam Sutton, who's going to be in the outside. I believe Um, it does look according to uh, what we're hearing now is that Brian branch is going to be in at the nickel. Now, Brian branch out of Alabama. I always, I felt in my evaluation of him pre-draft was that I felt he was better as a safety. You're exposing him a little bit as a rookie in his first ball game in at the nickel, especially if you're going to get some quickness in there from Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore. So I would look for them to explore that rather well. They're also going to have Kirby Joseph in there at the safety spot. There are, I think, some combinations the Chiefs like to run that can take advantage of some of those matchups. But it's the tackles that I think we have to go back and look at on the offensive side. Yes, Aiden Hutchins out there. So is Charles Harris. They're going to get some pressure. I like uh, one of my guys that came out a couple of years ago that I really like is Levi Amuzarike, uh, who's going to be some depth, I think, for them. Uh, it depends on what the situation with Bugs, which I don't have an update on as we go to record this. But I do think that they're going to move that front around, and I do think they're going to come to play. They've had plenty of time to prepare for this. So in the in the balance of it, it's going to be about getting the ball out fairly quickly. I would attack the rookie when you can in branch, go after the linebackers. I think that's an offensive formula that Pat Mahomes can get behind, even without Travis Kelsey on the field. Can't disagree with you. And I think that if they are able to move the ball down the field like they have in the past uh, with Mahomes at QB, I wrote about this the other day. Uh, he is 5-0 and when he has been starting uh, in the NFL. So I, I do think that he has the ability to start a game quick, start a season quick. Uh, and he's played well even without Travis Kelsey so that they have the ability to do it. It's just a question as to how they're going to come out and do it. And I said this actually on Twitter today. One of my one of the things I'm most excited about to see this game is to see what Andy Reid brings out. Because we can talk about things all you want. Andy Reid's got some things dialed up for this game. I guarantee you that are going to be different than what we've seen to this point. Yeah, I think so as well. So, so what are the goals? What do they have to accomplish on, on the ground through the air in order to get a W? We're going to talk about that coming up in a minute before or just before we give you our predictions as well these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business you want to be 100 percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free linkedin jobs is extremely easy to use even if maybe you're looking for somebody to help you with your freelance gigs uh, that is something to go out there and look for on linkedin jobs 
Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the quality candidate, the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. My terms and conditions is be in condition. And that's really the, the only question when I take a look at what the Chiefs defense has to face against the Lions. The, the one guy that happens to be showing up on the injury report for the Detroit Lions is Frank Ragnar. And I, I think that's something that normally we would say that's something that they can take advantage of, particularly with Chris Jones. But without him, it becomes a question of who can try to make the most of it. And uh, Frank Ragnar did not practice on Tuesday. I don't have the report for Wednesday yet. We'll see if he's ready to go. It, it sounds like they're trying to push that, but you never quite know until I think probably warm-ups will we have a decision. So if there's someone in your mind or a way, let's put it that way, what's the goal in order to attack the offensive line of the Detroit Lions? Man, it's going to be tough. I think it's if you're going to be attacking the Detroit Lions, you have to, you have to probably – uh, you know, do stunts, do stuff that's going to throw off their timing, try to get, you know, guys going different directions uh, and try to really just attack it in different ways. It's going to be curious to me to see how Spagnuolo has his defensive game plan going on for this game because he's known for a while Chris Jones was likely not to play in this game. So he's had to have had plenty of time this entire offseason to plan for how he's going to deal with Jones's absence. Yeah, I have to agree. I think we are going to see some sprinkled in linebacker blitzes. Um, we're going to see some safety blitzes as well from the nickel spot, whether it's a, a true third safety in Jamari Connor, uh, whether it's Trent McDuffie uh, off the, the actual nickel alignment. Maybe we see some Nick Jones in there in some uh, replacement. What's going to go on with Darius Rush? Uh, if you want, guys want to see the matrix, I, I have a short up there on RGR Football about the, the matrix comparison for Darius Rush. He's got a lot of what they're looking for in terms of length and ability. Uh, how does that work in when you're trying to slow down Marvin Jones and Amnerase Brown? Uh, it, it's about the attack, but it's also about having the, the backside be able to cover long enough to give you that time to get there. The guy that I'm focused on is how they attack Taylor Decker. Is that going to be George Karloftis on that side in this ballgame? Are they going to put Mike Dana out there? How quickly do they rotate Felix Anadike Ozama in there to try to attack Taylor? I think that's probably the spot that I'm going to watch the most on the front. Well, and do they play a guy like B.J. Thompson, which is a completely different type of defensive end that they haven't normally had? Uh, and really quick, I did look. I think Frank Ragnow is going to play in this game. I don't think he's listed on the injury report, so he should be good to go. Uh I just saw that really quickly. Um, when you look at attacking this, you know, this offensive line for the Detroit Lions, you're right. How are they going to attack Taylor Decker? How are they going to apply pressure? Uh, where's the pressure going to be coming from? Is it going to be coming from the linebacker level? Is it going to be coming from safeties, corners? Who knows? Spagnuolo has used it all, and he used some of it in the preseason, which is mm -hmm. very abnormal for what the Chiefs usually do. So I do think that something that you saw in the preseason actually could play into this game and it's blitzing because I think he was trying to figure out what he has before the season starts. One mm -hmm. of the things that we've always criticized Kansas City for, at least I have, is that their defense 
starts very slowly because Spagnuolo hasn't figured out what his team can do until week eight, week nine, week 10. And then you've got, you know, you've given up 30 points a game and your stats are ruined for the entire season. And don't get me wrong. He hasn't had a great defense period his entire career in Kansas city so far. And I'm talking top 10, top five type defense, but I do think he's been better than the the bottom twenties. If you start looking at how it plays out from week eight through probably the Super Bowl in most years. Yeah, I think that's a very specific point. Getting that jump start allows him to understand what he has to work with, what those tools or combinations of tools are that he can use. I think if there are two wild cards in this ball game, it is the rookies that I would like to focus on that. Uh, Dave Montgomery looks to be the starter at the running back spot, but Jameer Gibbs, we've talked about him a bit because he is such a dynamic player, and I do think that they can use him as a chess piece to try to find the chink in the Chiefs' defensive armor, just like his, you're going to try to explore against the other team. The other guy that we haven't talked dangerous. about. His speed is very dangerous. The other guy we haven't talked about much is uh, backup tight end slash H-back slash could do anything Sam Laporta. And I don't think anybody knows what to expect in this offensive scheme with that player, but he does have a skill set that I do think can be a challenge for the Chiefs linebackers in particular. If they choose to cover him with a safety, that's going to be something we have to watch because that's where the blitz might be coming from. So keep an eye out on those two players, and I think slowing them down are going to be two of the goals that are get us to where we need to be and getting a win. That's where I'm going with my projection. Uh, do you want to go first? No, I'll let you do it. Go ahead. What's your first prediction for this season? For me, this feels a very much circle the wagons, put it on Mahomes, and let him prove his worth, right? Like, like hit the contest right out of the bat. If Travis isn't going to play, and I don't expect Travis Kelsey to play, I really don't. I think the team is going to protect him from himself. He probably wants yes, to. They he should. probably feels he's ready. But I, yeah, so I'm saying he's X'd out, and that puts it on Patrick to deal. And I think that he will. I think in the end, this is a game that they are going to have to fight through. The first half is going to be a little bit rough. I do think they have the firepower to get on a, a tear there in the, the second half. And I see this 31-27 Chiefs. You know, I look at this game and I've said all offseason, I think Detroit's going to be a playoff team this year. I think that they're going to be a very good team. Uh, I think that they could give Kansas City their first loss of the season. I think it's definitely possible, uh, especially with everything that's going against Kansas City right now. When we started talking about the season back in June, July, and even before that, when the schedule first came out, I said that this was going to be a hard game. And I was figuring they were going to have Chris Jones. They're going to have Travis Kelsey. They're going to have their full complement of players. And they don't. And they're likely to be out without two of their three superstars in this game. That's a big task to overcome. The nice thing is, is with Jones, they've known for a while he's not going to be there. So they probably got a pretty good game plan for that. When it comes to Travis Kelsey, you're not going to have a great game plan for it. So I agree with you. They could easily start off very slow because they're trying to figure it out as they go. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure Andy Reid's figuring things out as we speak right now, but it still could be a little bit slower than normal uh, than what we've seen Kansas City do in the past under Mahomes. I still think Kansas City finds a way to get it done. There's too much going on. There's going to be a ton of emotion in Kansas City. They're going to be playing in front of a raucous crowd that's going to be there when they're putting out their banner for the first time with a full stadium in a very long time. Cause in 2020, when they had it, it was COVID. They only had like 15,000 people there. This is going to be a crowd that I think is going to uh, give the lions troubles at times. But the question is, is it, you know, how do you feel about Mahomes? I think Mahomes can do things that's obviously no other quarterback in the NFL right now can do. Uh, 
And I do think he's going to elevate his receivers. And I will say this. I also think that, that some of his receivers could have a great season. So I don't think it's just Mahomes elevating them. I think that they're probably going to be on a better pace this year regardless. But I think Mahomes isn't going to let this get out of his grasp. I think it's going to be 34, probably 34-27 or 34-24 Kansas City. Okay. So we both have it as a win. What do you guys think? Put your comments down below. Now, coming up, we have extra content for you. We have a great show coming. Mike Golick and Mike Golick Jr. were able to join me a little bit. We're going to show you that tonight, so don't miss that special episode. And then tomorrow, we have our Behind Enemy Lions series, the crossover with the Detroit Lions. I think you guys are going to like that. We can get the inside information, the last-minute lineup changes, who's going to be where, when, and how. Make sure you're subscribed, whether it's here on YouTube where you can hit the bell and the sub, and the like all at one time, or whether it's on the Spotify and the audio platforms, including Apple and everywhere else you get a podcast, get signed up. Become an everydayer because we go this team every single day, and then some extras like we're about to do for you in the next 24 hours, all leading up to this first kickoff game to get ready for the Chiefs season. You can also get in on the text line at 816 816- 357-8781 and get the inside info that way. We appreciate your time and your preparation. It's a it's a red Wednesday, not our normal deal, but hey, we're coming up against the Detroit Lions on Thursday night football. Thanks for being with us. We will talk to you post-game live.